1: greenie with mike greenberg the
0: podcast back and better than ever greenie presented by progressive insurance guests on the shell Penzo performance line thrilled to be back with you today because we just had one of the genuinely great sports conversation weekends you could ever possibly have and i have so much ready to go someone needs to call max i'm gonna need at least three hours today i might need four there's no way in the world i can get in everything i need to get in in the next two hours, but I'm thrilled you are here to listen to me give it my best shot. I would like to begin before anything else by saying I'm super proud of my beloved Northwestern Wildcats football team. Played their hearts out, played great on Saturday. Was I sad and disappointed to see them lose? Of course. But I'm proud as can be of how hard they played and how well they played. And I loved what the coach said afterwards. He said, We didn't come to play hard, we came to win. And it's exactly the right approach. So I give them all the credit in the world. They will be back. Meanwhile, Coming up today, we've got the ultimate in bulletin board material. We have a star being completely born, and we have the worst win you could ever possibly imagine. All of those are on the way in this hour. But there's only one place to begin. Anytime you play with a guy like Tom, you know it's encouraging. You know, seen it all, done it all. Late in the game, he made a great throw. Got off to a tough start, but found a way to win. My comments to the team after the game is: If we could play 30 minutes like that, why the hell can't we play 60? All right, the Buccaneers come from 17 nothing down and 24-7 down to beat the Falcons. Brady coming back and beating Matt Ryan. Sound familiar? It should. But the soundbite in that that really mattered was the one from Bruce Arians. It is so egregious that I, in fact, feel a need to play it again. Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, again, asking aloud the question all of us in a different way are asking. It's the way we're capable. You know, that's, that's the way we should be playing us. My comments to the team after the game is, if we could play 30 minutes like that, why the hell can't we play 60? And it's, it's frustrating. Yes, it is frustrating, Bruce. It's frustrating for all of us watching it. And you know whose fault it is? It's yours. I asked Ryan Clark that question this morning on Get Up. Why is it they look so bad when the game begins and so good as the game continues? And in case you're wondering just how bad it is, they haven't scored a point in the first quarter of a game since November 15th All those scripted plays. You know, coaches, they put together that script. This is what we're going to do. We're going to open with this and that. All those plans, the greatest plans of Mice and Men and Bruce Arians. They put it together. They have not scored a point in the first quarter in over a month. November 15th, they're constantly coming from behind. And the reason, as Ryan Clark pointed out, is this The answer is, in the first half, we're doing everything Bruce Arians and the coaching staff taught us throughout the week. In the second half, we look at number 12 and say, hey, Tom, what the hell should we do? Because when we do what you do, we play better. There's your answer. Just watch them play. At some point, they just say, all right, Tom, go figure this thing out because we're lost. And it is, it is becoming increasingly frustrating to watch them because it is so clear To everyone but the one person who can do something about it. And Brady bailed him and them out yesterday by playing a monster second half. If you can have a quiet 390 yards, that's what Tom Brady had yesterday. He was spectacular. And he is carrying a coaching staff that is it is a weight on his shoulders. Right now, Brady is competing against not only the opponent, but his own coaching staff. It is painful to watch them in the first halves of these games. They are putting him in one terrible position after another. It's a 43-year-old quarterback getting hit on, it feels like, on every other play. And finally, they just say, you know what, Tom, you do it. Because what we're doing isn't working. Or maybe they don't even say it. Maybe Brady just says in the huddle, guys, we're just ignoring what they tell us to do. Let's go out and win the game. And it had Rex Ryan furious this morning on Get Up. You
1: have Tom Brady. Act like it. Like, just realize (laughs) that you have Tom Brady. Like, why do we have to wait 30 minutes to realize we have them, And then next week, I'm going to show you how smart I am. Here's the game plan. And uh, like, he's got to be like, what are we doing? For the love of God, we have Tom Brady. Man, look, when when uh, Peyton Manning went to Denver, they let Peyton Manning run the show. You had the greatest of all time. Just say, look, Tom, whatever it is from now on, dude, I'm going to show up. The game is what time? I'll be there. You go, you take it, my friend. I'm right here. I'm going to go on the golf course. I'm. Ready to roll, babe. Let's go. It's
0: all you. You know, I remember something Mark Schlereth said to me years and years ago. He said, If you think the egos in the building are big downstairs, the egos upstairs are much bigger. And what he's basically saying is everyone always thinks of the players as having big egos. And you have to. You have to have a lot of self confidence and pride to make it to that level in that business. But the egos upstairs, the coaches and the people putting these teams together, the geniuses, who select these players. Those are that's where the egos really are. Enough sometimes they get in the way. And it is clear if they get out of Tom Brady's way, it's not too late. The Saints on a day where the Saints look obviously beatable, they were beaten. They're still very good but they're beatable. The Packers this weekend looked beatable. The Seahawks have looked very beatable. The Rams I don't even want to talk about them. I've, I take back every good word I've said about them, and I'll get to them in a minute. You look at the big teams in the NFC. When they play like they played in the second half yesterday, there's not a one of them Brady can't beat. So they just need to let Brady go do it. Just let Brady go do it. Right now on our, on our TV simulcast, where we stream every day on ESPN+, Plus, a great job by the crew. They got the numbers up there. They scored 31 points in the second half as opposed to zero in the first. 356 yards of offense, as opposed to 60 in the first. 22 first downs in the second half, as opposed to five in the first. Why is that? Because the game plan stinks. Because the coaches are in the way in Tampa. So that's where it begins today. Get out of Tom Brady's way for the love of Christmas and let him take you where he naturally belongs, which is deep in the playoffs, and maybe, just maybe, all the way to the Super Bowl. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer quote and buy all online at progressive.com. Let me quickly just say and I will save some of my commentary on the Rams and the Jets for the top of the next hour when the New York audience joins us. The performance of the Rams yesterday was hideous. So embarrassing and so completely beneath a team that has championship expectations. To be in your own building playing against a team that has far more impetus to lose than to win. A team in the Jets that was making its second consecutive cross-country trip. The Jets played in Seattle the the previous Sunday and then flew back to play in L.A. To go out there and, and lay the egg that they did yesterday tells you two things. One, they're not for real. That's not a legit contender. I take back every word I said about them. I've been riding the Rams. I take it back. I'm wrong. That was embarrassing. And the most important reason is Jared Goff just isn't the answer. If he's the answer, you don't want to know the question. Jared Goff is not special enough. So, and you're going to get into yourself in a situation in the playoffs. Where I don't care how good your defense is. I don't care how star-studded you are. And you got one weapon after another on the outside with Woods, and you got Cooper Cup, and you got two good tight ends in Higby and Everett. And they find a running back. It seems like every other day now it's Cam Akers. And obviously, all those stars on defense. It couldn't be set up better for the quarterback. But he's going to have to stare Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers square in the face and beat them in playoff games. I don't see it. I don't see it. And Ryan Clark doesn't see it either. You look at the Rams and you want
1: to believe in them because they had this great coach and generational talents on defense and Aaron Donald and Jalen
2: Ramsey, you realize they don't have the guy at quarterback and they don't have the guy going forward for the future. And so when you watch that game, you can't help but be frustrated. You can't help but
1: be upset. And I take back everything good that I've said about him because clearly I'm
0: hoping against hope that Jared Goff is a guy that I didn't I don't believe he is. And he's just not that dude. He's just not that dude. He's just a guy. And he's not so bad that you can't win with him, but he'll need everything around him to be perfect. So I, I, I said it, and then R.C. said it there, as you heard. I take back every good thing I said about them over the last couple of weeks. And is it a little bit of that personal? You bet you're behind it is. You better believe it is. We will talk about what was the worst win ever coming up off the top of the next hour, ever. Because Adam Gase has not only ruined the Jets' present, but he has ruined their future As well. That is a loss that you will that you will feel for the next fifteen years. All right, but that's not really the story. The story is a star being born in Philadelphia. And yesterday it happened in the desert. Was Jalen Hurts a fluke last week? Hell no. Jalen Hurts was, I think, as good as any player in the NFL this weekend. You go out and show me a player who you thought was better than him this weekend. There were a lot of great performances this weekend. Josh Allen was unbelievable on Saturday. Tom Brady's second half yesterday was spectacular. There were any number of great performances. I mean, Kyler Murray in the very same game threw for 400 yards. There were plenty of great performances yesterday. None of them better than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is an incredible story. Because all anyone has ever done is give up on Jalen Hurts, and all he does is keep on winning. I've never met Jalen Hurts in my life, and yet I have as much respect for that guy as I do any player in the league right now. Alabama, SEC, two time SEC Player of the Year. Can't get rid of him fast enough. Got Tua, get him out of there. We need him desperately one time, comes in and saves your bacon in the SEC championship game. Goes to Oklahoma, plays great. Gets drafted, the whole world questions it. Carson Wentz couldn't handle it worse. They they, they basically have no choice but to put him in there. Doug Peterson, who still won't even name him as his starting quarterback for the rest of the season, despite the fact that he has played two games better than Carson Wentz has played any games in four years, whatever the hell it was, three years ago, no one is buying into him. No one on on his own side is on his side. He just says, I'm good. I got this. Threw for 338. Three touchdowns. Ran for another one yesterday. Dragging Buddha Baker into the end zone. He was spectacular yesterday. A star was born yesterday. And what does it leave us with? It leaves us with Dan Orlovsky, who is as big of a supporter that Carson Wentz will ever have, saying this. Carson
2: Wentz won't take another snap for the Philadelphia Eagles ever again. He can't. Ooh. And he shouldn't. This is going to be a divorce. It's going to be pricey. Mm. And it's going to be impactful. I, j- I said last week, I don't see if Jalen Hurts continues to play good football, how you could have both of them on your football team next year. After yesterday, you can't. After what has transpired this weekend with the report, and then Jalen Hurts's continued performance, the door was opened, right, by Carson Wentz's subpar play. And Jalen has kicked that door open. And you can't have Carson Wentz play
0: quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles again. So that's one part of the story. You heard him mention the report. I assume you saw this or heard about it yesterday. Adam Schefter reporting that Carson Wentz feels aggrieved. He feels that this has not been handled well, and he doesn't want any part of being a backup. And I will just say this. For that to come out yesterday, on a day where the Eagles are playing for their lives, their playoff lives... And that kid Jalen Hurts is going out there with everything in the world in his face again as it was last week. Tells you everything you need to know about Carson Wentz. Everything you need to know about Carson Wentz. We talk about humbling yourself. The diametric opposite of humbling yourself is how Carson Wentz has handled this situation. No one likes to get benched. But there are ways to handle things. And you could not possibly, by by that story coming out yesterday, those things don't happen by accident. That isn't a coincidence. That story got out there because someone wanted it out there. And it left Rex Ryan this morning saying this.
1: Carson Wentz, you don't want to be a backup. Well, no kidding. That's everybody, you know, in the world doesn't want to be a, you know a backup. And I will tell you who's more disappointed other than Carson Wentz, how about the Philadelphia Eagles? They gave you a hundred million dollars and you think, oh, well, I'm disappointed, I'm a backup. So are we Okay, I can tell you this, so are we. You think we gave you $100 million to be wasted on the bench? No, you're getting beat out by a guy that, hell, quite honestly, I didn't think had the skill set, so I was wrong, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this. The biggest thing, though, right here is quit being a baby. Nobody gives a rats about you anymore. You're yesterday's news, my friend. See ya. Adios.
0: That's Rex Ryan on Carson Wentz. That is what Carson Wentz... With all the talent and ability in the world and the entire franchise, a, a, a landmark, a, a hallmark NFL franchise handed to him on a, on a silver platter. That's what he's turned it into. That's what he's turned himself into and he richly deserves that commentary and more. So that's not getting better. And it's not getting better anytime soon. That's for certain. We'll have much more to say about that as we go. We'll get Sal up this week and see what the story is. Doug Peterson's supposed to meet the media in 15 minutes. Maybe he'll announce that Jalen Hurts is his quarterback this week. Maybe he won't. He seems very hesitant to do it. That whole situation is being handled very, very strangely. I can't imagine anybody feels good about it. I don't understand for one second what it is that they think they're doing there. All right, Greeny with you. And we invite you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Calls are coming up in about a little more than 10 minutes Uh, ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is heating up, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. College football is our next stop. The college football
1: playoff is sick.
0: We had some really good wins. uh, The number one team in the country. I think Oklahoma would beat Ohio State. Texas A&M would beat Ohio State. You know, we got one goal left, and that's uh, win the closer. Okay. So let's get into this and let's say the one thing nobody else seems to want to say. Ohio State absolutely belongs in the college football playoff. Yes, they absolutely do. In no other year would they. But you cannot sit and compare people's schedules based upon who they played or how many games they played like we would if we're criticizing a team for playing a soft non-conference schedule. This is not that. This is not that year. If you look at Ohio State, the games that they did not get to play were against Illinois, Maryland, and Michigan. Those teams were a combined 6-13. and 13. They were all canceled one way or another because of coronavirus concerns. you telling me Ohio State was going to lose one of those games? The chances of them winning all three of those games is probably something like 95%. They also have quality wins. They beat Indiana and Northwestern. That's two top 14 teams in the final CFP rankings. So inclusive of their losses to Ohio State. They are both top 14 teams in the country. Texas A&M's best win is Florida. Who is their next best win? Auburn? Notre Dame has North Carolina and Clemson without Trevor Lawrence in double overtime. they then played Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, and we all saw what happened. So I have zero issue with it. I believe Ohio State is exactly where they belong, in the third spot exactly. I want you to imagine a world in which they weren't in, and everyone just got moved up one spot. Notre Dame would be three. Texas A&M would be four. The semifinals would be A&M against Alabama. We've seen that game. It was 28 points. Notre Dame against Clemson. We saw that game two days ago. It was a blowout. And for all the people saying that's not their job, yes, it is. Their job is not to pick the best four teams. Their job is to pick the best two games. Let's face it. That's what this is. Let's stop pretending this stuff is anything other than a business. And no business is going to put Texas A&M and Cincinnati, no matter how good either of them may be in the final four, instead of Ohio State and Notre Dame. It's just not going to happen. Because if there's one thing we learned this year, it's that they can change things if they want to. College football always acts like we can't change anything. We can't change anything until they really want to. And then they can change the rules like that. They can change the rules on being eligible to be the Big Ten champion while the season is going on, while it's happening. We're going to change that. They changed the COVID protocol rules this weekend. It went from 21 days to 17 days. Is that a coincidence? You can change things when you want to. They just moved the Rose Bowl to Dallas. Why? Because Dabo Sweeney and Brian Kelly said, we're not going to go play. And because, candidly, everyone, not just me, but people like me all got up and screamed, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. So they can change things when they want to. So I have zero issue with what they did yesterday. Zero. They gave you the two best games you could have. Doesn't mean they'll be the most competitive games. I'm not sure if either one of them is going to be competitive. We'll find out. Meantime, the trash talk on the side of Clemson is overwhelming. Dabo Sweeney, whose Clemson Tigers are playing Ohio State in a week and a half, and his coaches' poll, ranked Ohio State 11th in the country. 11th. So for all those players at Ohio State and all those coaches, that's what they think of you. The team you're playing thinks you're the 11th best team in the country. Let's see if they still think that after the game. I don't know what's going to happen one way or the other. But what happens in the games has no bearing on whether they were the right choices. None. So let's just stop pretending this thing is anything other than what it has obviously been proven to be. All right. Those are my initial thoughts. Those are my hot takes today. Now it's time for yours. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. 888-729-3776. Your hot takes coming out of a red hot weekend. It can be on the college football playoff. It can be on the NFL games of your choice. Wherever you want to go, I'm here for you. 888-SAY-ESPN. The only thing I demand is the hot takes need to come in hot. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call Clickranger.com or just stop by.
2: H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny G-R-E-E-N-Y.
0: Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell, Pennzoil Performance Line as we work our way towards Christmas. Hope everyone's having a wonderful holiday season here. Looking forward to a nice week uh, and obviously all of the sports that we get to here. Coming to your calls in just a minute, I hope that my watch didn't just inter- interrupt anything or interfere with anyone. Could you hear that, Baba? So my wife got me, for Christmas, an Apple Watch, which I had wanted, and I'm very excited to have it, but I can't make it stop. So it it keeps doing things. I've only had it for one day. So I I know that I will figure this thing out, but right now, uh, if it rings, I can't stop it. And, and actually, at one point during Get Up this morning, it started making a, a noise that told me I need to get up and walk around for one minute. So I, I'm still working on this. We'll I, see I didn't hear anything, but... Okay, good. Um, Last I checked, Christmas hasn't happened yet. What, well, no, but we, we exchanged gifts because my kids were going away. Oh, okay. So right, I'll this allow was that. Our, our chance as a family to be together. So Acceptable. So we gave each other gifts. And, uh, and mine is an Apple Watch, which I couldn't be more excited about. It's exactly what I wanted. But unfortunately, it has a mind of its own. This thing. I mean, they should call it like a smart watch because it's very smart. It seems to have a mind of its own. All right. Uh, Every week, our friends at Mercedes-Benz Vans ask me to name someone who went the extra mile this weekend. Well, both literally and figuratively, Trey Sermon did that. He ran for over 300 yards against my beloved Northwestern Wildcats and was the overwhelming reason why Ohio State beat us for the Big Ten championship. Congratulations to him and to them. He played great. And he went the extra mile this weekend. Going the extra mile is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van. Find out how far an extra mile really goes. From customization and service to financial assistance, Mercedes-Benz vans are ready for anything. All right, time for the hot takes. Here we go. We're looking to dish them up hot today. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. We're looking for some hot takes from the football weekend. They could be college. They could be pro. You are on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Bubba, who's first? Yeah, Nathan is up first. Go ahead, Nathan. Give me a hot take. The
1: Redskins are the biggest losers in the NFL this past weekend. Not only did they cement that their number one pick a couple years ago is going to net them zero trade equity, but now their playoff possibilities are in contention with how Jalen Hurts is currently playing.
0: Yeah, thank you. I like it. If, if Hertz had found a way to win that game yesterday, they would have had a better chance. The Eagles are still a game and a half behind the Washington football team. But yes, just the entire strategy. And look, Ron Rivera is someone I have enormous respect for. But that was never a game that got away from them. How in the world do you have Dwayne Haskins throw 55 passes yesterday? That was a, an absolutely stunning offensive approach to yesterday's game and if you listen to me over the years you know that I was a believer in Haskins and I'm not giving up but it's not going to happen there and it certainly didn't happen yesterday that was an absolute disaster Bubba who's next on the Dr. Pepper call-in line yeah next up is James James give me a hot take I hope you
1: like Zeke because he's going to be playing for your Jets next year uh Washington's going to lose out and the Cowboys make it to the playoffs this year
0: well, I'll say this, if the Jets trade for Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, nothing will ever make me stop being their fan, but if, if you tra- any team that trades for Ezekiel Elliott right now, that's the worst trade ever. That is almost as bad as winning a game yesterday <laughs> in Los Angeles. Um, I, look, let's just say it. The Dallas Cowboys are better with Tony Pollard right now than they are with Ezekiel Elliott. They just were. It's just not debatable. So all this, oh, it's the offensive line stuff. I don't think so. Tony Pollard ran pretty well behind that offensive line yesterday. Zeke Elliott was supposed to be the one who carried that team this year and didn't, and he has the highest cap number of any running back in the National Football League next year. Anyone who trades for him should have their head examined. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Who's next, Bubba, on the Dr. Pepper call-in line? Yep, Chris is up next. Chris, we need a hot take. What do you have? Hey, Grady, here's my hot take. The Bears are going to win out. They're going to make the playoffs. And you will see Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy both with Chicago next year for long last go-around. Yeah, look, I don't think that's such a terrible outcome here. I mean, the thing about Trubisky is they never should have benched him in the first place. Nagy, the biggest question about Nagy right now is what the hell he was in such a hurry to get Foles on the field for in the first place. And that's part of a much bigger topic about coaches who have this vision in their minds of what they want their offense to be or their defense or whatever it is. And on some level, I understand it, because you spent your whole life working towards being a head coach. And in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, when I get my shot, this is what I'm going to do. But you have to, the most important thing a coach can do is maximize the talent that he or she has provided. And they never, Nagy never has seemed like what he wanted to do was make Trubisky work. Now that he's got no choice, because Foles was so bad, there was nothing he could do about it. It's kind of working. I still think they should be better than they are. They probably should have won a game or two along the way had they never made the change in the first place. But yes, could they make the playoffs now? Absolutely. And if they do, does Nagy come back? Definitely. Does Trubisky come back? Isn't that an interesting question? (laughs) I don't know. I really don't know. As this week goes on, I'm going to call up Waddle or Sylvia, one of those guys. Jeff Dickerson, one of my friends in Chicago, and find out what the inside scoop is there. A lot of it will probably be determined by what happens these last couple of weeks. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. One more on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Bubba, who we got? Yeah, let's talk to Dean. Dean, give me a hot take.
1: Here's a hot take. Wayne, uh, the Giants tanked last night by by basically benching Wayne Gallman. He had five carries and had nine yards on his first carry, and the Giants decided, uh uh-oh, that's too productive for us. We don't need to even try to win this game. We saw what the Jets did to themselves. So we want to make sure that we don't win this game tonight. The well, Giants have packed it in for the year.
0: I'm not sure I understand it. Thank you. And I, look, Freddie Kitchens was calling the Giants offensive plays yesterday and and against his former team in the Cleveland Browns. The Giants don't have any obvious reason to be tanking. It's one thing to be tanking because Trevor Lawrence is sitting there and you want to get this generational talented quarterback. It's another thing entirely to be trying to maneuver the fine line between picking, I haven't looked at it in the last couple of days, you know, picking seventh or picking eleventh. I don't think there's enough difference to be made there. In fact, I- I don't buy it at all. I think the Giants would really love to win the division and get to the playoffs, and if they'd won last night, they would have had an excellent chance to do it. And they have the tiebreaker advantage over Washington because they uh, swept the season series. So the Giants are still alive in the playoff chase, and if Jones comes back healthy, I think they have a, a punch's chance of getting there. We'll see what happens. But thank you for the call. Thank everybody for the calls. I appreciate it as always. Thank you for the takes. We'll do more in our next hour as we continue. But coming up next... I will tell you why, if you listen to this program, you knew this weekend's biggest story before it happened. Greeny, the podcast. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com/giftfinder today. That's Macy's.com/giftfinder. All right, as though this needed to be done, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Um, Doug Peterson has announced that Jalen Hurts will be the Eagles' starting quarterback this weekend against the Cowboys. <laughs> In other news, he announced that the sun will rise in the east and set in the west. I I mean, I don't even know, wish I had a funnier line than that. The the mere fact that this had to be, that they they pretended this had to be thought about is telling. The question is what it tells us. I don't know that. I don't know why Doug Peterson didn't feel comfortable just getting up after the game yesterday and saying, oh, yeah, of course, Jalen Hurts is our quarterback. He played as well as anybody in the sport the last two weeks. He is actually, I believe, the first player ever – to have 500 passing yards and 150 rushing yards in his first two NFL games. We had that stat this morning. I forget the, the, the specifics of the stat, but it was something along those lines. So he will be the starting quarterback this weekend and the next weekend and should be the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. And Carson Wentz's next start should come for someone else. The question is who? How will they handle the contractual piece of it? I don't know the answers to any of those. And frankly, neither do they. They don't know how they're going to handle this because it is the last thing in the world they were expecting or wanted. But it is where they find themselves. And sometimes you don't seek out the situation. The situation seeks out you. And that's what has happened to the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz has made this decision for them by playing as badly as he has and handling it as badly as he has. So Jalen Hurts is their quarterback and that's all there is to it. Meanwhile, it is time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And the straight talk is... I'm a genius. Mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long, long after, after its time. The genius, you said?
1: Your are a genius. He's a genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Charles. Did you know, have you noticed all the people walking around talking about how good Josh Allen is lately and how he's an MVP candidate all of a sudden? Do you notice that, I don't know, someone was doing on-air essays about that three or four weeks ago here and was getting mocked for it? Everybody giving me the business about that? All of a sudden, no one's giving me the business. You could see this coming. Josh Allen is an organizational success story. And if you watched him play on Saturday night, you realize that right now, MVP is a two-horse race. Josh Allen is the third horse in it at best. There's there's no way in the world he's the MVP this year because it's Mahomes and Rodgers in either order you want to put them in. But the mere fact that that needs to be said aloud is an indication of just how well this guy is playing. And it is, again, a testament to everything. We talked a few minutes ago, if you're with me, about what they're doing wrong in Chicago. The coach had a player whose skill set he didn't like. It's not the way he wanted a quarterback to play. So he went out and tried to find someone who isn't as good, but at least could play the way the coach wanted the game played. In Buffalo, they did the opposite. They drafted Josh Allen, who brought with him a different skill set. Candidly, a similar one to Trubisky's. Trubisky and Josh Allen, if you were to write down when they came out in the draft, their their overall talents, the things that were good, that they they do well, you would write most of the same things. But what the Bills have done is lean into that, utilize him in all of the right ways, build up his confidence, build up his and slowly but surely start adding pieces to the repertoire. So it began where he was basically a runner who with a big arm who would throw the ball every now and again. And then slowly but surely, adding on a piece, adding on a little more, adding on a little more. And then when it became evident that he was ready to take that next step, boom, go out and get him Stefan Diggs. Go out and get him one of the best receivers in the NFL. That's success. That's why That's why that organization is good. That's why they're going to be good for a while now. They could, they could go to the Super Bowl this year. I told you that three weeks ago, that if anybody's going to beat Kansas City, it's going to be them. I told you exactly this three weeks ago. No, I don't think anyone's beating Kansas City, but if anyone's going to, it's going to be them. They're the team that has the formula to do it. And everyone laughed at me. Oh, Greedy, they played each other eight weeks ago. Eight weeks ago is a, a lifetime ago. Look at the way they're playing right now in Buffalo. Look how much better that defense is playing. Look how well that quarterback is playing. So that is an organizational success story, and it should not be overlooked. And they could easily, easily wind up being the two seed. They just need the Steelers to lose one more game because they beat them head-to-head. Head. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. All right, what's next? The New England Patriots streak came to an official end yesterday. We eulogized that streak on this show last week because it was they were out already. Yesterday, they were mathematically eliminated from the playoff race, but their loss on that, what was it, Thursday they played, right? They lost to the Rams on a Thursday night and looked terrible doing it. That's another thing. The Rams had extra rest leading into that game against the Jets yesterday. I'm going to throw up from this. Uh, I'm doing the Jets stuff in 10 minutes. Um, But it was over for the Patriots before then. So the question is, will the Patriots be back? And the answer is absolutely yes. They absolutely will be. If you're willing to bet against Bill Belichick, I'm willing to take all of your money. Betting against Bill Belichick would be a huge mistake. The departure of Tom Brady was obviously a massive blow to this team, but there have been many others. There has been a disintegration in their overall talent level, but that will change. Belichick is too good, too smart, and too determined not to get it back there, and he will. And he's 68 years old. My prediction, I'll put the over-under on how much longer he coaches at five years. I believe he coaches a minimum of five more years. And if you don't think he's going back deep in the – I'm not saying he's going to win another Super Bowl. I don't know. And with Patrick Mahomes in the AFC, nobody may. But if I will bet you whatever you want to bet that, that Belichick has that team back in the playoffs and makes at least one deep run in the playoffs in the next five years. Who his quarterback will be? Well, we'll have to wait and see. But it isn't going to be Cam Newton. If there's one thing I think we did learn this year, it's that there's no way to watch Cam Newton play right now and not think it's over. I know he said on the radio this morning that he hopes he has a lot more football left in him. I hope he does. Because he took 8 million hits and it was – and we said, oh, it's going to shorten his career. It's going to shorten his career. Well, here it is. This is his career shortened because he's younger than Russell Wilson is. And he looks like an old man out there, unfortunately, because every football player, no matter how big and strong they are, and he's as big and strong as any quarterback that ever lived. But they only have so many hits to take and he has taken his share. So could he surprise everyone, including me? Oh, sure, I guess he could. Will he get another chance? I hope so. Would I bet on it? I would not. I think we are seeing the end of Cam Newton's career as a starting quarterback in the NFL, and it's a shame. But he had a terrific career. They went for it in Carolina, and they almost got there. 15-1 and MVP, and they got to the Super Bowl. They almost got there. So you can't call it a failure. But you're going to get your quarterback hit that much? He's just not going to play 15 years. That's just not what's going to happen. All right, one more thing before the end of this hour. That's not the one I meant to hit. Hold on a second. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. Sorry, I hit the wrong sounder. Something I just want you to know. I don't know if you had the same reaction I did to this, but Tiger Woods has been an extraordinarily famous person for a very long time. And the relationship that he had with his father was always something that I think was very special for us to watch. Did you feel the same way I did? Just sort of strangely emotional watching him and his son, Charlie, this weekend. Look, Charlie was ridiculously good. He's a beautiful golfer to watch. He's an 11-year-old kid right now who would have to give me nine shots. I mean, he'd have to literally give me a shot on every hole. But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that watching Tiger and his dad all those years and then watching Tiger and his son this weekend, that got me right in the feels. Right in the feels. And I have a feeling it probably did you, too. Back in a minute. ESPN Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.
2: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify.